Welcome to There's a Method to the Madness. My name is Rob Maxwell. I'm an exercise physiologist and personal trainer. I'm the owner of Maxwell's Fitness Programs, and I've been in business since 1994. The purpose of this podcast is to educate you and to educate you on what you really need to know. What's real, what's not real, hence the name. There's a method to the madness. All right. Now, I want to thank our first sponsors, Jonathan and Lynn Gilden of the Gilden Group at Realty Pros. Let me tell you, if you need a real estate agent, they are top notch. They can be reached at 386-451-2412. All right. So I went a little faster in all the introductions today because we're going to do something just a little bit different this week. We're going to do 10-minute podcast every day of the week, and I opened up people to answer, let me say that again, I open this up to questions from people that they wanted to know. So I'm going to field a question every day. And the first one comes from Mr. Harpreet Patter in California and Port Orange. And uh, he may not know or like that I'm identifying who people are, so maybe I shouldn't do that because now you're not going to ask me questions especially the one that I got about constipation earlier from somebody else. All right, hopefully you laughed a little bit. The constipation question did not come from Harpreet, but what he did ask is, is coffee good for you? So now, as I think most people know, and if you don't know, I'm an exercise physiologist. I'm a personal trainer. I'm a strength conditioning coach, and I do have a uh, sports nutrition license, but you know, sometimes people need to be careful about talking about food and things like that that, not, that aren't in their scope of practice. Now, nutrition and all that is in my scope of practice, but, you know, most personal trainers, and you probably don't know this, aren't really supposed to be talking about diet. That's supposed to be left for a dietitian, a nutritionist of sorts, all right? So I just want to put that out there as sort of a, uh, uh, for your information, because I see it all the time where there's these people online or at gyms, I'll, I'll overhear people and they're given nutrition advice and they're a certified personal trainer. And sure, they can give out general knowledge like in calories and things, but they're absolutely not supposed to be writing you diets, all right? Now, whenever I answer questions, I give the art and the science, but the science has to come first. And the science is, what does research state? And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, well, research contradicts itself constantly, and it contradicts itself constantly on coffee. I'm not going to disagree with you on that. There is a lot of truth to that. But I try to stick to like where the research came from, and what is the consistent consensus on that, all right? So I like things like the Mayo Clinic. I do like things like the CDC, not necessarily regarding nutrition and stuff, but just in other areas of research. I like the American Heart Association's research. I like Berkeley, California's research on wellness, and then the American College of Sports Medicine. I like the Harvard Review, so I like to stick to what I know has been very consistent with their information when it comes to diet, nutrition, health, whatever. So 
The short answer is it's neither. Coffee is not bad for you. Coffee is not good for you. When you hear these claims that it's, um, and, and by the way, it, I don't want to alarm you. So when I say not good for you, that doesn't mean it's bad for you. That just means it's neutral. And that's what coffee is. It is neutral. All right. So when you hear these claims that it's good for you, that it uh, increases fat burn, it does all these types of things. I don't know. I've seen all kinds of crazy claims out there. I mean, that's just not true. Does it increase heart rate? Of course, it's got caffeine in it, and so does speed, right? But does that mean speed's good for you? No. And sometimes it is good to have your heart rate increased a little bit for exercise and all that. So that's okay. But the short answer to Harpreet's question is it's neither. It's simply neutral, which, in my opinion, is good news. Now, there isn't really any research that states it's bad for you. Now, it can be contraindicated for certain populations of people. Now, contraindicated doesn't mean bad for you. It means it could make things more worse than better for certain conditions. So, if you're battling hypertension... There's no doubt that caffeine of any sorts is going to raise your blood pressure. It raises your heart rate, thus raises your blood pressure. So if you're battling hypertension, then you want to stay away from coffee. If you have some kidney abnormalities going on and you need to be very careful about dehydration, you need to also shy away from caffeine and coffee, coffee with caffeine, and I'll get into decaf in a second, because that can make you a little bit more dehydrated. So if you're told by your physician that you need to watch how much coffee you drink for those reasons, all right? So if you're clinically hypertensive, you probably should find better ways to wake yourself up in the morning. Maybe a really cold shower, maybe a great dose of exercise, maybe throwing water on your face, whatever. But if you're not hypertensive, I wouldn't worry about coffee. Now, I drink a lot of coffee. Now, a lot of people have sleep issues. Doesn't mean you need to be clinically diagnosed with anything like insomnia. So keep in mind, hypertension is clinically diagnosed. If your blood pressure is over 140, and or 90 diastolic, that is considered hypertensive. So that's clinically diagnosed. A lot of sleep issues don't go diagnosed, don't get diagnosed because, well, one, a lot of people don't go to doctors, and two, like it's very vague when somebody says they're not sleeping very well. So if that's you, whoever this is, and I know Harpreet, then yeah, you probably want to shy away from coffee. There is a half-life of coffee of between six and eight hours, which means that even though you haven't had a cup of coffee since maybe lunchtime, well, it's still in your system six to eight hours later. That's called a half-life. So if you're trying to go to bed at, say, nine o'clock and you've had coffee at two, you're probably not going to sleep very well because you've been caffeine-free only for an hour at that point. So we do have to consider that. Does it make it bad for you? No, it just means you've got to use a little bit of common sense and understand that 
it is going to stay in your system and it is going to keep you up. So now I get to doses, you know, how much? Again, the research really doesn't state that there's a certain amount that's bad for you. And as I already said, it's not good for you. So really the art and science comes in. I just gave you the science. Science says it's not bad for you unless you're hypertensive. It's not bad for you unless you have nighttime sleep issues. It's not bad for you unless you have some kidney dysfunction and other dehydration issues. It's not good for you unless you're say an athlete that needs an upper before an event, then sure, that's good for you, but that doesn't mean it's good for your health. That just means it's good for your performance. So it's neutral. So that's what the science says. As far as doses go, there really isn't any particular amount that makes it bad. I mean, if you're hypertensive, I would say you probably don't want to have a single cup of coffee. You probably want to go to more decaffeinated products such as certain teas, maybe some green teas, although you have to be careful because they do have caffeine in them. And you just have to decide that's where the art comes in, you know, how much might be too much for you. Now me, I can drink caffeine pretty late in the day and not have a sleep issue with that, you know. I wake up for other reasons, but that has nothing to do with caffeine. It has to do with having to urinate frequently at night, but that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. Now, what about decaffeinated coffee? I mean, there's nothing bad or good about it, but the art, and that's just me, art is largely opinion and experience. Why? Like, why would you drink decaffeinated coffee? I mean, if you seriously like the taste that much, I guess go for it. Uh, keep in mind, there is a very low amount of caffeine in decaffeinated coffee, roughly around five milligram, milligrams of caffeine. But again, I would say, why? That's kind of like when people drink non-alcoholic beers. I mean, what seriously is the point? I mean, decaffeinating, I mean, do you really love the taste of coffee that much? I don't know. I, I mean, I just like the effect I get from it. It is a drug. I don't know. I don't know why. So if, if that's you out there and you want decaffeinated coffee, sure, go for it. It's nothing good or bad about it. I guess I would just question why. All right. Speaking of why, why don't you go to Overhead Door Company and get the best garage door and the best customer service on this planet? They've been in business for 100 years, and I swear to God, I don't know how Jeff looks so good for being 100 years old. But he has somehow pulled it off. So if you need a garage door, please give them a shout at 386-226-3820.